Hello, universe. Well, it's Wednesday, the 11th of October. It is 5.32, and uh, the year is the one after the last one, which was after the one before that, which goes back a long way. Nobody knows how far, so we're going to call this year Hmm. Uh, Catholic Scab. Yeah. October 11th in the year Catholic Scab is where we're at. And when I say we, well, I guess that's just me and the cat. This recording is a strange thing. And one of the elements of strangeness I hadn't considered is if it's strange for me to go back and listen to something I did 20 months ago, how on earth did I think leaving an entire recorded dialogue of myself year by year by year wasn't going to lead some, to some strange interpretations in general from anybody who might take a sample of recordings in January in the year dog gets goofy and stays goofy and not listen to something in the year Catholic scab and get the wrong impression of the evolution of the individual involved. Because who's got time to listen to everything you ever did? Nobody. Not even me. And I did it. So I guess I had time to do it, but I would never go back and re-listen to it. All of it. Although I guess I re-listened to most of it. Okay. My specific case sample, excluded from this particular intellectual exercise, since I contaminate the entire process. Anybody else who runs into 700 soliloquies about whatever was occupying their mind at the time is going to sample between one and a few of those and making it at least a, a fair uh, for uh, this day and age assessment of who they're listening to. Now, I would say as long as that conversation is being had in real time, spot on. But if you're taking a conversation of mine from seven years ago, and you happen to run into me in a bus station thinking that conversation is who I am today, well, certain elements of you will be right, but a lot of you will be wrong. Because the human condition is all about making oneself a better version of oneself as you progress through the linear stream of time and life. So wherever I may have been coming up short, say, in my um, view of uh, our prison population outnumbering men outnumbering women 10 to 1, in seven years' time, I promise you, I will think differently than I think today on that particular issue. Because I don't think I have nearly enough information to be well informed as to why that 
particular slant exists, even though it clearly does. And while I say something today that sounds like it's rooted in conviction, well, men are more aggressive, so they commit more crimes, so there are more of them in jail. Okay, yeah, that's that's the give it to me in 10 seconds or less response that holds pretty well. But when you start to pick that apart and start to look at the structure of laws that are written, the role of men's aggression in certain capacities and not in others, all of a sudden that's a hugely blurry landscape on which to say, okay, let's think harder. And in today's society, we're not thinking harder. We're thinking in more and more what we're told to think capacities than in actually figuring shit out. And life is full of problems. Society is full of problems. Organizing human beings on planet Earth is endemic to problems. There are so many ways that you will need to work something through that you thought you had already solved to get it into a state of continual value-add. Even the best of ideas, socialized medicine, need a lot of contributions to make them hum efficiently in a system where all advantages are being leveraged. And, and by advantages, I mean to society's good. It's, it's one of the reasons that I think I, well, uh, being childless in a society that if we all make that choice and society is kind of an existential dread that I walk around with that I don't invent to myself. I can't take any credit for the human condition past my own experience because I'm not leaving a legacy to impart upon the human condition to continue the human condition's existence. In that way, I'm limited to what influence I'm willing to internally believe is appropriate given my retarded stature as a member of civilization who did not procreate into the next round of life. And <clears throat> even if I go so far as to generously believe that my status on this planet was preordained to become childless, um, it leaves a gaping hole in your own sense of fulfillment that you didn't do the most basic step and give the opportunity of fulfillment to the next soul energy that wanted to be here. Uh, yeah. That's very true. And I more than anything on this recording, wanted to speak to some of how 
I think my limitation of engagement has shrunken my opinion of my potential contribution to society in a way that has been self-destructive. And I'm realizing more and more people are choosing childless futures now than ever. And I think I think that's perhaps the hugest mistake I made in life. And I don't think I had a choice. I don't think I get to be here except childless. And uh, and so ha- having at least some level of uh, of closure based on that faith doesn't mean I don't notice how much I missed out on what it is to be a parent. And <clears throat> not that at 54 I couldn't still do this. One of the uh, one of the benefits of long form communication is how wide and deep you can go on anything. One of the limitations of today's 30 second soundbite generation is how much you have to explain what you don't mean so that someone doesn't take 30 seconds of your conversation and explain what you probably meant and didn't say. Uh, I probably mean a bunch of shit I don't say all the time. And I'm even here saying things out loud into an echo chamber of one. Hello, Kitty. No copyright infringement intended. And so if anybody has uh, the documentation to have tried to explain what they mean, well, 400 episodes into this, at least I can say, if you haven't listened to them all, then you can't really know if I've said what I mean at some point previous to this. Even I don't know what I've said in all this shit, right? So, the, why am I even talking about this? The ideas that, <laughs> that I have formed, that I have as, let's say, my core values principal foundations upon which I stand in moments of, of personal challenge. Well, I figured all this shit out on my own. And I don't even have a, a child's influence. I'm literally that of either internal, um, what, discernment, investigation, realization, um, what I think and believe, I have <clears throat> dedicated my life to the opportunity to think and believe it as fit as I can from my own point of view in my head alone. I don't have anyone else but myself to account for here. And it, so... In other words, I'm not a Christian because my parents were. Now, you could say that my political leanings are a lot of what my parents are, and I agree with all of that stuff. But I didn't opt to team up and compromise and cooperate with anyone. 
I knew that if I wasn't looking back, knowing that I had done the things that I needed to do to learn what I needed to learn while I was here, I was going to mess up. And, and by mess up, I mean miss my opportunity to take as much from this earth round as I can. I believe I don't manifest on earth as often as, well, I think some of you are trapped on earth. But I don't, I think I'm here on a one-off. And I think I've been here on a one-off one time before. Otherwise, I'm manifesting in realities that are very similar to earth, but not earth. Earth is a place where con conflict has been, uh, hmm, how do you explain what the soul energy does here? If, if you need to grow, you don't go into an environment where everything is, is cooperative and escalation is the norm. You come where people will tell you shit about yourself that's not true, and they know it's not true, just to put you down. That's Earth. And it's a beating, right? I mean, there are two beatings you take on Earth. The one from outside and the one from within. And if you're in a circumstance that allows you to question your own demonic nature, that is a very, it's a very dark heart to acknowledge. And you come to earth because on earth you have to acknowledge it. It exists inside all of us. And earth exposes that. And that's a shot of reality that any entity in the universe needs. To know your own ability to say no to your darker nature is a strength beyond imagination. It's a strength that's so real and grounded in meaning that you can take its, its proximity gained on earth and do wonders in environments not so challenging. And so what am I even talking about? What do I mean by any of this? You're only, uh, I, I think it's critical that we all understand that the power to oppress each other is in all of us. And whether you want to lean on the morality tale that emerges from Nazi Germany or the Stanford prison experiment and the two weeks of associate of hell that became or any other of a number of paradigms that when humans are placed into them, they become monsters. The idea that you would do that and in fact possibly enjoy it and defend it is an abomination in your own heart. But it's the truth. And that is fucking hard to deal with on Earth. And something you don't even... There is no existential crisis of that nature when you're 
living in some other aquatic Eden of true paradise where every comment is uplifting, where everybody is always looking out for the best. And so here we are. We come into an existence of godlike authority and potential accountability and immediately start to get to know that there are darker forces out there. And the idea that those darker forces are threatening to us is nowhere near as undermining as when we realize those darker forces exist in a way that we could have succumbed to. That is Earth's real existential crisis. Hang on a second, I gotta go get some weed. Unpause. All right, I still haven't taken a bong hit. But I do have the bong, so we're getting closer. Um, I don't know that I'm alone here, because I do know at least another individual who speaks like this. But I doubt that this is common across most um, most people's lives, or we have more evidence of people sharing. Uh, okay, here's the thing. I'm going to start talking about some things that I have never talked about to anybody. And they live inside my head because they exist in a reality that is my dream world. And I have extraordinary life experiences that are in my head from dreaming. But they are very real. In fact, this one I'm about to speak to, I draw on from as much as anything I've ever experienced in real life. Because the exchange made sense of my life in a way that <clears throat> nothing in 3D 8675309 Reality Earth ever did. And if it's lunacy and self-delusion, uh, from an inability to face a world of stark reality, I'm open to that argument. When I say I believe I was in a contract to not have kids here, it's because if you, if you are karmically, you are karmically tied to whatever your children do, period. You are bound into the karmic web that extends downward into their actions. And if that means you have karmic debt and retribution, you are trapped on earth. So what was explained to me and what instantly made sense of a lot of my life is that I have been manifesting here for a single experience not a run of lessons learned through karma. <clears throat> I don't know if this means I'm too naive and uh, and under-experienced to survive a multi-run here on Earth, or if I've done my multi-runs on Earth and thus 
am in no position to want to re-instigate that hmm, challenge. I don't know which one. I feel like I've been on planets just like Earth, but not Earth. And I feel like I've been in spaces of time that are almost the same challenges socially and and technologically that we're facing on Earth, but not Earth. And and I've always thought these things. I've always felt like I had a deep well of fantastical life experiences from which to pull that I'd always chalked up to imagination. But over the course of 50 years of dreaming through these same textures, I start to think of as places that at least in my subconscious mind exist. And when I go to the cave of learning, as I like to call it, well, shit, man. If you don't, if I hadn't listened to what was being shared with me in my dreams about the cave of learning, I don't think I could consider my life fulfilling. And uh, and again, I've never talked to anybody about any of this shit. But because it's made sense of my life and gotten me to a place where I love myself and can influence my life in a way that makes the world feel like a positive place for me to exist, I I don't really care if it's a delusion. It's one I need. Or one that at least in its comfort provides me a space in which to act with grace, humility, and purpose. So, uh, in this other life of my dreamscapes, I have seen myself as a tyrant. I know myself as the guru of cult worship. I know what it does to me. I know how much I can become the adoration I generate. It is something I believe it has taken me hundreds of manifestations to come through. Because nothing scares me more than the idea of me getting a head bigger than I deserve. Because I've done it. And I've done it in ways that were just despicable. And I know it's weird to think that I can feel my past lives, but I can feel the pain. And I can feel the false platforms of superiority upon which I would stand and think how much better I am than the rest of you. And I I don't have those thoughts now. I can't think like that. I never, ever think I'm better than anyone. I think I have aptitudes. If we were to line up right now and serve 10 balls into a court, I would believe that I could get more in than you. I might be wrong. I'm not saying my assessment of where I'm strong or where I have 
a slight uptick in advantage is any different than everybody else. Whatever you'd line me up to do, 10 of, and you're better at, I would expect you to win. And, and it's hard to, to get here and think through fairness. Well, you don't think through fairness. You think through unfairness to get to fairness. And to get to fairness doesn't exist. We don't have fairness. We aren't all equally capable of all things. Given the right chance, we all turn into the same exact manifestation of human kind. Nope. No, we are a product of everything that opportunity and variability create, which is not fairness. But just because life's not fair doesn't mean life's not of equal value. Whatever I'm better at than you means we have just as much on your ledger that you're better at than me. And even explaining better than is a terrible, terrible, terrible uh, way to, to break this down. What we really want to break down here is we all came here as human, but none of us came here as identical humans. Even identical twins have slight variants. And it, the variance is what matters. And I think identical twins exist because we need to understand that what is truly available to, to emerge as your purpose here can even be done with somebody who looks and acts almost exactly the same as you. But there is a reason for the points of differentiation or you wouldn't have done it. You'd just be one person. So when you start feeling like you're doing the things society wants you to do instead of the things you were brought here to do, well, you can get all fucked up about it. And it took me a long time to realize that I do have to run this thing alone. I am in a position that I am grateful to understand how much of my life's purpose was not about co-creating with someone else, but just sharing the creation we've already established. And it's almost a, a relief that I can, I can sit back knowing all the things that I could do that are destructive that I choose not to. I came here to Earth to remember that. Because everywhere else you go that there aren't destructive choices. Well, you can never feel your true moral goodness. Because we're all morally superior. Everyone is. There is no such thing as your dark side. You don't get to experience that until you come here. And the reason that you can experience that here and be better than that is because you're you. And you don't get enough credit for just how much of that matters. 
the entire egalitarian universe of ascension and goodness is based on the idea that when given the opportunity to act differently, you don't. You still want the best, not just for yourself, but for everybody. And yeah, we can't make that all work here. That's a goddamn situation that is the conundrum of existing in this reality. But we strive toward it. We do our best. Every human being you encounter is doing their best. And a system flawed and internally broken to continually provide challenges that make that unattainable. Well, can you persist and grow in spite of all that working against you? My answer is hell fucking yes. Of course you can. Incrementally being a better person today than you were yesterday is no problem. Until it is. And you can find reasons that your momentum was stopped and outside of yourself blame the world for what's happening, or you can just continually strive to be better. All the cancel culture shit of today, what is wrong with us? What is so fragile in you that without a completely stress-free environment, you can't thrive? You're a fucking human being, man. Do you know what it used to be like? Do you know what getting through a goddamn day used to entail? And now you're worried about some microaggression that's triggering some made-up rule in your head that doesn't really exist but is a social construct? Get over it. Find the divinity in you that is your ability to conquer all. You're on earth to learn how to overcome your own hardships. The idea that you're going to set up a world where there aren't any, well, that just can't happen. And so as I, as I sit here thinking <clears throat> about outcomes like facing the world alone, well, I, I, I always knew I would. I just had to come to terms with it. That wasn't what I was being told about myself in a world that I knew that what was being told to me wasn't true. The self-doubt I've ever allowed to envelop me completely has been me listening to things outside myself incorrectly, assessing them, and then internalizing them as if they were me. Phrases like toxic masculinity force you to decide if you are either in the group of toxic or in the group of non-toxic. When none of that time should have been spent diving into those concepts even a little bit. Because one thing I've also known is I am not a toxic masculine. And there aren't any. But if we create the concept of toxic masculinity, we don't have to face that which we're not making better in ourselves, regardless of which side you want to fall on that. You're just excusing a world of 
a systemic approach that's infectious enough that you have been limited. Bullshit. You're a god. Rise above the circumstance you keep blaming for your own shortcomings. And I don't know, maybe if you're living with nothing but a cat, you're allowed to be so grandiose about what you think you can achieve. Maybe if I had a wife and three kids telling me, Dad, bullshit, you just did, 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 did. They'd be right. But I'm not living that life. I'm living this one, where all I can see is unmet potential of excellence and unparalleled achievement. Just dormant. Wondering how it is that what used to seem like a future filled with potential has turned into this one where limitations, self-imposed even, have become the norm. Well, we can't get anything like that done. Are you kidding me? That'd be terrible. You know what would have to happen for all of that to work out? Yeah, you'd have to believe that it could. And I don't begrudge the world for not believing in itself right now. It looks like a landscape filled with only getting worse. But I do begrudge every single individual who sold out to that concept. Well, this is the world, but man. Doesn't matter what I do in it. It's not like there's anything that's going to influence it for the better from what my little contribution. Yeah. Yeah. That's selling out all right. You're thrown into a circumstance of chaos, but it isn't as if you can't understand yourself and the experience you're having through the lens of growth, no matter what chaos you're thrown into. This isn't a problem of, I don't fit in. This is a problem of, I'm not strong enough to show who I am in a world that allows me to think, well, maybe I don't fit in. Hmm. Earth's a trip, but if you don't gain lessons of, of true wisdom here, uh, that uh, I don't even know what I'm talking about here. So we're going to completely switch gears and go back to the man-woman thing. And now I really need to talk to women because I know having seen the shift in, in achievement from just my generation to the one that is in their, say, 20s now, that women are unhappy and unhappier than I've seen them, even in a circumstance in which it seemed as if they had been throttled. And again, I, I, I know we are 
prone to feeling that something in our lives is missing unfairly. It's not our fault that we feel unfulfilled. It's not our experience that we're to blame. It's our opportunities that didn't manifest that leave us hollow and, and less than what could have been. Uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's a framing of what are you able to bring from any circumstance of adversity that comes from within that means you can no longer be not uncertain. I, uh, how am I ever going to share this metamorphosis into somebody who cannot be denied? Hmm. <sighs> I may have mentally mused too much on this one. This might be too thick. I'm disorganized enough in my head that I should never have gone down this road about being forthright enough to know your limitations and your potential for diabolical destruction, everything that you can think of that's, that's negative versus your ability to choose not to do it. That strength is what Earth teaches you. But that doesn't absolve you of your, your need to carve out who you are in those circumstances. And it doesn't matter if you're in prison for a crime you didn't commit or you're in a position of authority and responsibility you don't deserve. You can come correct in your soul with every circumstance you encounter. That's the point. So whatever shallow and hollow feelings of misgiving are coursing through you are yours to correct, and they're correctable. And once you've done it, well, put me anywhere. What's the worst thing you can imagine? And I'll endure it and learn from it and be better for it. I know this. I came to Earth to prove it. And I think so did you.